And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Guten Tag. Dang, I didn't know your your volume was so high up in my ears. My my computer volume was high up. I was like, okay, uh-huh. not hurting my head. <laughs> you never know where I am. Right. Jet Setter Katie back in her ways. Girl, I'll be at the house. Mm. You mm. was just in a house in Mexico. <laughs> and I was at my Airbnb in Mexico, so that's the oh, house. That's not. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I was inside. Okay, oh, my Katie. little. All right, Katie. We both know that's not the same thing. <laughs> so, like. I would say, picture some time, I was at the Airbnb. Okay. There's still in. Okay. See? There You're literally this. still in another country. And I'm not doing this with you. Let's do the news because, <laughs> like, you revel in. You know what? I forgot this oh. month we're being delusional. Okay. Yeah, Katie. You were at the house. You was at the house. Okay. So hold on. So me and Delaney have been trying that delusional thing, and it's actually an absolute joke because <laughs> I feel like we're overshooting it quite a bit. <laughs> like it's so dumb. Like we even try to be realistically delusional. It's just outright delusion. Like okay, so the thing is, there's just a lot of people out here who be delusional as hell, but it seems to be working out for them. Like they just be lying and just saying stuff. But then, for whatever reason, stuff be falling it's, into place. I, sh- I shared this video. This is a girl I follow on TikTok who, every time she comes across my For You page, I get nervous. Because I don't know how she's still alive. Like, I know that's not like, I don't wish her any harm. But, like, the most recent video I shared, this girl, well, actually, I don't remember. But I'm going to tell you, I don't remember the one hasn't <laughs> you. But I will tell you what she did a couple months ago. She's living in Mexico City. And she freaking met some random guy at some random party and then went on a, a vacation with him for a week in some city, some beach town in Mexico. And she's like, guys, I'm still alive. Like, it was great. Like, I love him. And then he moved back to California and she was sad about it. She just lives her life in utter delusion and it works out for her. So we got, we got to try it. Did she post stuff like her on this, like with these dudes? You said what? Did she post like with these people? No. Cause right I'm like, now, I'm wondering like, is she making some of this up at this point? Because I feel like you definitely would have met an ax murderer by now. I feel like there's no way. I, I forgot her storyline right now. Oh yeah. Like she met some Greek guy. Oh, that's what that's I sent you. you sent me. She met a Greek guy and then at a party and that then was he was like weird. obsessed with her. <laughs> and then now she's going to Greece with him. And it's just like, how okay because she was like oh she said that was very off-putting to me like i did not like that video at all and i meant oh, to block her. yeah i meant to block her account because it just pissed me off. oh shoot like I just, <laughs> oh I, it was like it was just stressful like it was just stressful to hear that and it's she stressful was like, following her yes she was like because he said oh i think i'm falling in love with you and she's like oh you're saying this to a person you just met and mind you they were in the shower at this time i'm like you just met him a couple hours ago y'all in the shower together like what? yeah <laughs> and he's it was delusional? a lot it's a lot with i think her name is kaylin her her little handle because you know on tiktok it's what one of the problems with tiktok is that it's not really like it's not really it's hard to like build a community on there because it, it there's so much users and stuff like that 
but her handles when I know. Kaylin does stuff. Oh, I know yeah. about it because when her thing come up, I, I get a meet. I'm like, where? Which city are you in now? What's going on? And that's why when the delusional thing started like a couple months ago, she was like, I've always been delusional. Like I'm in Mexico City right now because of delusion. I literally just moved here on a whim. How do y'all live like that? Yeah. I just could not imagine solo traveling, meeting a man, and it's being like, "Yeah, let me go back to your country with you." What? Yeah. <laughs> like, that just seems like that's kind. That's very scary to me. Um, especially like, yeah, you're in a completely foreign country, and you're just going off with random men. Like, come on, bro, come on, but. I mean, some people <laughs> have no fear, I guess. Um, yeah, but that's just been people being delusional. So we was like, you know what? We're going to do it too and see what happens. But it's not working, I don't think, because we didn't even try to like make it like realistic delusion. I took too long to answer Delaney. And I'm like, I'm oh, sorry. I was going to meet with Rihanna. And <laughs> <laughs> she, she gives her well wishes. <laughs> like, what? And where are we going? We going to Cabo next week? Yeah, because Rihanna wants to meet your man because right. he's in the oil industry. Right. Wants, they want they want to talk about that. So. Right. On the PJ. Okay. But then. you have to yeah, but you have to get back to me because I told you that Horace, my driver, doesn't like um, last minute changes. Right, Horace. Right. Or yeah, or Gustavo. <laughs> Which one's the pilot? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. We're very bad at it. I feel like we got to cut the middle, but. The idea of being delusional to me is so far fetched that I don't even know if I can find the middle. Cause I, feel I just like, gotta make fun of it. <laughs> I feel like we're not even really delusional. Like we're just saying things that are because we do not believe these things in the in the slightest. Like it's just, it's funny to us, and I feel like the people who are really doing it are like they low key kind of believe what they're saying. And that's what's weird. scary. It is. Yeah. Have you met a delusional person? Okay, oh, hold yeah, on. Let me rephrase. Because <laughs> have you? How do I say this without saying too much? Let's say, like, ha- have you been around a delusional person at length, like in person? At length, yeah. I don't think so. I can think of a a, a few people that I've that are delusional various various parts of the spectrum mm-hmm. one is jumping out at me like wow 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 and not the one that you're thinking of like okay. think think back think back yeah okay. um it's actually terrifying because you yourself are like whoa hold on what's the truth and i don't like that i don't freaking like that you yourself are like did you go to lunch with Beyonce? You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously it's not that, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you start questioning your own reality because it's like, wow, you know? Yeah, I feel like they, some of them be manifesting in a wrong tense. Like, y'all saying what y'all want to happen, but y'all saying that it is happening right now and it's not. But But you're telling other, it's, yeah, you're just like lying. Like, have y'all ever met somebody that just lies unprovoked? Like, it's, that's actually fascinating. It's fat. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. Cause like, why are you at your grown at your grown big age lying? Yeah, like that girl on TikTok. Like, I don't think that she's lying about everything that she says, but I wonder if she embellishes a bit 
for I dramatic so. effect. And yeah, and I do too. I really do hope so. Like, cause I think I'm, I don't, I, it's fully believable to me that she's traipsing off to other countries and meeting dudes at parties and stuff. But like, I hope that you are embellishing the details a little bit, you know, for tick, cause it's TikTok. It's, you know, it's shock factor. Yeah. And people, and people do all kinds of stuff and you like, we don't know these people's lies inside. And I wouldn't blame her if she did that because people keep coming back to her account. So I really would not blame her. I didn't even, you know, that's my problem. I didn't even question whether or not she was telling the truth or not. You know, I, was I didn't even like, question it wow. until right now. Cause yeah. the stuff that she be saying, like the stuff that be had, like one time she was talking about, she was, she was tripping on shrooms, like in the middle of Mexico city. I'm like, do you even speak Spanish? Kaylin? Like you are in the middle of Mexico city. It's four o'clock in the morning. You're sitting on a random park bench. What? And everybody in the comments is like, every time I see you on my page, I get stressed out. Cause I, we don't know what's going to happen. And it's true. Yeah. You know what? Know. Y'all should be worried for when y'all don't see her on your on y'all page. People were literally like the last video. People were like signs of life, please. And she's like, Oh, you should check my Instagram. I'm like, I'm always posting over there. I'm like, okay, girl. Okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll, we'll be we'll be in Greece next week. Um. Episode pending because um, the business meeting with Jay Z, the one that y'all been manifesting. Yeah, that's what we got. So. Right. So, cause we we got the 500k. What was it? 500k. And the meeting and the dinner. We got both. So right. get your money up. Get your bread up. Y'all over here talking about hypotheticals we got stuff to do right so. we might have to pause the show because you know we're in negotiations with spotify so you know yeah and also it's it's kind of like weird and hectic because like soundcloud is also trying to like get in on it too so we have to figure out like who are we gonna go with and like itunes got wind of it too so it's a lot going on it's, it's a really bidding war time. over classically black right now so yeah definitely a bidding war right, um so. it's like we're in the billions so it's really like we just have to see like where we feel is right. Yeah, I just hope that we wrap it up, you know, before we have to start filming for the Netflix series because like I just feel like you know that would just be too much like at the yeah, same time. Yeah, I agree. And also remember, Issa emailed us about HBO stuff, right? Exactly. For twenty twenty four, so it's like the Netflix thing really has to happen twenty twenty three, so we can get the Issa thing twenty twenty four. It's like there's so many things that's riding on this, and it's like. I almost had to tell Rihanna no to Cabo, you know, because it's like uh, there's just so much going on. You know, there's so much going on. I'm glad that you reminded me of that. I'm really glad that you reminded me of that. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just be saying stuff, y'all. We. Just <laughs> but you know what? You never freaking know. Listen, one thing I learned in the past couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Your life could change overnight. Somebody could stumble across classically black and 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 who knows? Okay, but I hope it's Issa because that would be like a dream collaboration with me. We're in different yeah. fields completely, but she knows something we don't. So I'm trying to nah, see what she's talking about. Because yeah. I'm literally, I'm literally in my I'm in my cousin's room at my at my grandma's house. I remember this is where I was when I first saw Awkward Black Girl, and I was like, I've been following Issa's career since I was in middle school. Like it's just crazy to me. That's crazy. Like to see the come up. Like she and either her. I mean, Issa will be my preference, but also Quinta because I I remember I remember he got money. Mm-hmm. 
I re- and now you nah, that's insane. I remember when she used to do them little BuzzFeed when she first came to BuzzFeed. I remember um that when she was with that Asian dude doing those like things girlfriends do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember all of that. I remember ladylike. Wait, but she only like no very but. no she was she was on she left before that mm-hmm. because that was the other that was Sophia and them yeah. but I just but remember even Sophia like, over here about to hit ten million subscribers like people just be coming up like period right but anyway Isa 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 like that's the thing like so I've been watching her reality show the one that she executive produces on HBO. And it's about, to watch that. yeah, and it's about people like in this area. And it's actually kind of weird because me and my sister's watching it and like knowing some people on the show and also being like we're no more than one degree removed from every person on that show. And some oh, of them actually man. went to school, went to school with no, but like they're like regular people. I'm like, how did y'all get that? Like, <laughs> how right. did y'all how did y'all finesse that? Like, I don't know. It's like, dang, what happened? You know. But um, I actually got some tea on that. But once you start watching the show, let me know because yeah, I'm gonna. I, I, I said I was this. I said I was me and you, Shane. Did I say last week, you Shane? I need to text him. You Shane, we went half and half, and that HBO thing cleared on my card, and I ain't see no half coming to my little quick pay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna text him like I ain't trying to be petty. I know it's only fifteen dollars, but you owe me seven fifty. <laughs> um. <laughs> But I said I was going to watch that. The thing with Issa, she seems so... I can't figure her out. She's so... Inaccessibly accessible. Like, I'm on her Patreon. And she was like, hey, come hang out with us in, in Atlanta tomorrow. And it's like, why are you, Issa, doing... I forgot what she was doing in Atlanta. She was like, Patreon only, like, RSVP. But then it's like you're famous. I just you can't I can't place her. Like I you don't know Yeah, you don't know what it is. Like she seems so girl down the street, but yeah. also a millionaire. Yeah, she was just working at her cause she has a couple coffee shops out here and she was like, Oh, I'm gonna be there for like she was there for like an hour or two hours, like working to register. Like Did you go? No, I wasn't in LA. This was like when I was still in Seattle. I've um, been sick. You sick. <laughs> No, nah, I probably wouldn't have gone even if I was here because it's not like I could have. Like, I mean, yeah, I would, I would like to see, but I'm not the type to approach a celebrity in person if I even saw them. I would love to meet Issa Rae, but, like, let's do something. You know, like, I would just be buying a coffee from her. <laughs> so it would just be like, hey. Yeah, I can't even really, I ain't going to hold you. Like, Issa is definitely somebody I do want to meet, but, like, a lot of celebrities, like, I'm good. Because I don't want to, I don't know. It's just like. You seem fun, but like I don't really, I don't really need to meet you. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, cause what am I gonna say to you? Like, I remember when I met Ty Tribbett. This is what this is what really solidified this for me. When I met Ty Tribbett, I was like, "Hi, I'm Katie. I love your music." He was like, "Great." And then we just like, I went on with my life, and he went on with his. So it was kind of like pointless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was also like, I was one of like hundreds <laughs> because he came and did a workshop. So all the state all the schools around my undergrad or whatever throughout the state it's tight tribute people won't travel all the schools throughout my state had brought they they black choir down so we all in the line meaning it, that's why i was just like i'm good like if we are collaborating that would be dope yeah but i don't need to like shake your like the whole like remember chris brown was charging people a thousand dollars to like take a picture with him 
maybe like I, it was not Chris Brown. Just insert any other celebrity that I like here, but like maybe the picture thing. But I don't want to meet you, you know, because it's like for what? I don't even really. Yeah, I feel like it. It's just not like it's just kind of pointless. I would like to. I, yeah. There's a lot of people I would love to work with, but like just say hey. Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, after that tie tripping thing. That's when I realized, like, yeah, I'm good. And I feel like the very few celebrities that I would be, like, genuinely starstruck if I met, I feel like I wouldn't even want to meet them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just would not, like, I just, I would just be like, what do I even, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be, I think, I'd rather, for me, I think it'd be rather, I'd rather just see you. Like, if I was, if I was, like, out, where am I at? Okay, I'm in Memphis. I saw money bag yo. I was like, oh shoot, that's money bag yo. And well, I was like, you did. <laughs> nah, money bag yo. He be out though. He be going to the gas station, which, which I think is really dumb. Like, I understand. <laughs> I understand that, like, you wanna. And he, he kind of like. He one of them, he one of the people that's about it. Like, he got a line that says, reach for it, bust your brain, talking about his chain. Like, we know he about it. But it's like There's a lot of people about it, you know. I just, I know you. I don't. I don't know what it's like to be famous, but I and I. But I would imagine that like when you go, you just want to be normal. But you don't get to do that. Like I don't know why you think you could just walk around Orange Mound <laughs> like stuff is sweet. Like that's weird to me. I have a really bad gauge of how famous people are. Like I know that Money Bag Yo is famous, but is he like can't go nowhere famous? I I don't know. I would have. I feel like it would be I, okay. What am I trying to say? Do you think it's dangerous for him to be out like one of those? Like, well, Dolph was out. He got shot. Exactly. Like Tom saying, is he like that? I don't listen or know anything about Money Back Yo. So like, is he somebody like that? Like he? I would think. I think at the very least, Money Back Yo is Memphis famous. Like, I feel like Memphians would be like, oh shoot. People ain't going to go up to him and mob him. He ain't Michael Jackson. No, I mean, like, is it dangerous for him to be out? Not because he's famous, but because, like, like there was people who, like, they wanted to kill Dolph. Like, I, so is he, like... Oh, I see. He got yeah. beef with somebody, but I don't... And, like, I Nipsey. Pers- and, like, you know... I think, from what I heard, I think it's a little dangerous for him to be out. But he don't seem concerned, so... Because that's, like, because Draco was about it. And Draco got stabbed. He got killed at that uh, music festival and exposition and exposition park. And he, I mean, that was so freaking sad. It was like a year after he he beat two life sentences, <laughs> like just to be like somebody. There was like they like mobbed him and and stabbed him, yeah, like in the in in the neck, like and. But that was just like freaking. Ugh, that was just so tragic. Um. But yeah, he's a type like definitely, definitely like super LA famous and, um, but also, you know, I'm not a hundred percent clear. I know I know many back yo was is beefing with somebody. I don't I don't know who that is. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I just feel like people should follow Kevin Hart's advice, and that is once you get famous, you should stay out of your hometown i feel like that's Dang. great advice yeah that's so sad it is sad but it's also like i don't know i feel like it's safer 
Like go go outside and walk around LA. Go walk around New Orleans. Or yeah, I mean, and also just like yeah, it depends on who you are. Cause like Issa, Issa lives here, and she lives like in the Windsor Hills area. Like you can kind of pinpoint the area in which she lives, you know. But ain't nobody like Issa. Somebody might want to rob Issa because just because she's rich, but she not like oh. I wonder how she feel like, cause you know how like people show up at like YouTubers' houses and stuff like that. Like, I wonder how she feels as being out. They do, like, yeah. YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why the girls. That's why the girls have stopped doing apartment tours. Dang. Because you could figure out, you could figure out where somebody lives based on their apartment. Based on people be reverse image searching outside you know yeah people show up at the youtube youtubers houses and also uh remember um what's that girl that played iCarly somebody oh, showed yeah. up and that was crazy they killed somebody at her or they killed themselves yeah so at her house like what the heck that's why that's why Jackie Anna people be like cause you know Jackie Anna lives in a freaking mansion the girls are begging I mean I was like I just want to see I bet I just want to see what it's what it's like, you know. But she's like, I'm literally not doing a house tour because, first of all, somebody had already showed up at her house. I forgot that because, um, she she let some slip like the outside or like something, not the front of the house. I forgot exactly what it was, and somebody had showed up because she just moved into that mansion like at the beginning of the pandemic or like slightly after. That's crazy because you can see the people who can and can't do that because like, what's her name has shown. Most, a bunch of her houses that she's lived in um oh. adrian Baylon and israel houghton because she does like stuff like redoing her house and she shows the outside of her house the inside like but it's like some people some people can't and that's and it's like how do you know who because i wouldn't have guessed yeah. oh jackie i can't show like i would not have guessed that yeah like, i don't even know <laughs> i don't know why people have so much venom for jackie Ina. People have people are people. Jackie is one of the people that uh, people love to hate. I know she was trending recently. For, I mean, that was different. Yeah, Jackie, right? that, that was. I'm not talking. I'm talking about that. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about like just before, like before that. Like people just um people love to hate Jackie Arna. Yeah, I just mean like in terms of who like who would have somebody showing up at their house like i would not but also i'm not a big youtube person so i have no mm-hmm. idea like i know jackie Anna is famous but like i i have no like i don't know <laughs> and i feel like you can't even gauge it because i is jackie Anna famous like what like to what degree like exactly like you just never yeah, know how, how people just, are gonna form like a parasocial relationship with you yeah which is insane and weird and creepy because what's her name has let her house she's let her address slip uh amanda seals which i'm like girl a lot of people don't like okay but out of all the people in the world you should have kept that tight very very tight i wouldn't even ever do an unboxing i would take everything out the box and then turn the camera on girl hotel room (laughs) right right you wouldn't do an unboxing get a hotel room and then post it after you leave the hotel Cause like a lot of people are like a lot of people hate on you. I don't know what she's let her address slip multiple times. I feel like somebody showed up like uh, pulled up on her. Um, yeah, and I feel like if if someone had, we definitely would know. So oh, it would have been live streamed. 
<laughs> so I'll I'll know. So that's just like how did you you really can't gauge it? Like it's just Yeah. You never know like who is just who who is obsessed with you or who is really just talking and who's actually gonna pull up on you. Like you just so I see how people be letting stuff slip because I guess some people be learning the hard way. Like, oh, I guess I am one of those people. But also, like, there'll be people like there are people who you can tell, right? Like Chris Brown, the For amount sure. of times he let his like, why are you? He had a yard sale at your actual yard. But some people are so then you get to you get to a, a level of famous where it really doesn't matter. A lot of people's houses are like public, like information. Like you, they show a bird's eye view of like Beyonce's house mm-hmm. and like. Kim Kardashian like there are some people they have a level of security that it's like yeah you can know where I live but you're not getting anywhere near here yeah. you know and to be fair that person did not did they get inside well there was multiple times so actually I don't remember but I know one time someone was trying to hop the fence at the bottom of his you know I think it, it went like it sloped down and then he had a fence going around the bottom of it not even like the his actual house of yeah. his property that's the word I was for yeah because people be having a whole a whole sprawling estate where it's just like yeah okay and i know after especially after that thing happened at paris like i remember i saw this thing where like even kim kardashian's family was like yo like we can't even get in here like <laughs> because mm-hmm. the, that's that level of security so like i feel like especially because they have you know they show like they be showing everything about their house so guess they're just not worried about it because they gotta because they live like especially in calabasas you're gonna be within a gated community and then even within that you got a fortress around you and it's about them gated communities like you have to like you gotta know somebody at the door at the um at the gate you can't even you can't even just walk in there oh yeah 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 well 26 minutes of nothing of literally absolutely (laughs) nothing love that so that's great um but you know what okay okay i'm not gonna wish that level on us i was about to say in in a couple years it's gonna be somebody on the mic talking about and you know katie can't go nowhere and (laughs) but i was like actually i don't want that situation where i can't go nowhere and i gotta be worried about people knowing where i live but it's gonna be people talking about delaney and katie whatever i just don't see you, I'll have to marry a prince. Like what? Else, what other? What do I do that that I would need? Like you know what I'm saying? A girl, I go outside I, and people start fawning. Well, That's not what, like that, but like people like I feel like you get to a certain point where people do recognize you. Like, like of course we only get recognized within the you know classical yeah. music situation. But like at a, at a certain point, like people gonna start recognizing you. Like that girl making all that money from her food thing making like in the in the what's she making like in the eight figures bro like oh my gosh yeah i mean i'm kind of hoping i don't get recognized for katie mason vegan in memphis because of the nature of my living situation i be i you know i i could create scenarios in my head and I don't live in an apartment building. You know what I'm saying? Like, I basically live in a house. So I just don't want that. DM me for Katie's address. No, I'm just playing. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) I would be worried about, I would be worried about my family, especially like, like, 
my grandma at this point she's never moved out of this house you know mm-hmm. so it's like like i remember we were talking about that like even if we hit the lottery like my grandma even if she had because of that that freaking mega millions that went into the billions it was mm-hmm. like three billion something dollars and she would stay in this house <laughs> so because i mean at this point she's lived in this house since before i was born so <laughs> why move can you claim the lottery anonymous anonymously no <gasps> really you can you can try to conceal your identity but like you yeah and at least not in california which i'm like why would y'all like why? yeah i'm like i would be in a disguise and i think you can like there have been some people who have done like an initial in their last name or something like that like but if i ever won a lottery like there's just certain i was looking it up because i was like people be killing people over that and they have but not as much as i thought but mm. still, people would not know if I if I won the lottery. Like it it would be hard to conceal something like that. But it would have to be gradual, just for your safety. Like, I feel like I would have to, I would have to leave the country unless I die down first. Yeah, like I definitely because some people, a lot of people, they wear a disguise when they collect their check because they photograph you, and because it's news, and they they like do a photograph with you and the check or you with the people and stuff. And a lot of people they wear like a mask sunglasses stuff like that because they don't want you to see their face and yeah i feel like i would be i would put on a whole side wig girl wig first of all i would probably show up as a man and (laughs) like because i'm the exact opposite of everything i got going on i would be if i collected a lottery ticket like lottery winnings like absolutely not i'm not gonna be looking over my shoulder yeah oh i couldn't imagine like my check i'll be off in europe for the month <laughs> like mm. what a time girl we gotta go because right. i've been i've been up since 4 30 i could not go back to sleep so <laughs> well lots of cover today my news is quick um because girl it's the bottom of the barrel it's the trenches we're gonna see if next week we're gonna see something better happen because it's getting bad out here <laughs> um <laughs> I just want to congratulate a former Black Excellence, Andrew Brady. Um, we, uh-huh. I know Andrew was the principal of the students of the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, and it was just announced that he is now uh, joining uh, the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra as the principal. But soon as he's going to start as a full-time member um, at the beginning of this upcoming season. So if you are around St. Paul or wherever they do, I don't know if they tour in this season or not. But um, but if you're around there, you should go see him. Period. And he left Atlanta. I guess so. I don't know. I was like, okay. Um, okay. I mean, let me not do too much. Let me St. Paul Chamber. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's Atlanta. I fuck Atlanta with. Well, I guess that came. I don't know that that package. That, yeah, I'm about to say that check litter. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Okay. Then what else was gonna do? Oh, I was also gonna um congratulate Jesse Montgomery. Jesse booked and busy. Okay. Oh, oh, booked up. Um, because that was just announced that she um has been appointed as um one of the faculty composers and residents at bard conservatory um she's going to be starting in 2022 
as well. Um, if y'all, y'all don't know Justine Montgomery, you can be living under a rock, girl. Um, look her up. I'm going to link more information. There's also other people that have been appointed to that position as well. Um, both positions that, that Jesse and um, Andrew got. Um, and then also the St. Paul uh, Chamber Orchestra has just re- recently launched um, a new part-time role with the aim of incorporating works by diverse composers into the orchestra's programming. This role is the assistant director for programming and projects, um, which is initially going to be held by violinist Maureen Nelson. So she's a current tenured member of the orchestra. Um, and she will be researching and exploring music by composers who have traditionally been underrepresented in orchestral programming, which includes women, people of color, non-binary people, and more. She's also going to work alongside the orchestra's artistic vision committee to decide which works are included in uh, SPCO's programs and which other works um, they should be paired with. So, excited to see what they come up with. Okay, St. Paul Chamber Orchestra coming up in t- two ways. Period. And, yeah, that's the news this week. Go quick. All right. So, there is a trend. Oh, time for the intermission. So, there's a trend going on on TikTok where people of different careers talk about, like, five things that they would never do because of their career experience. So, for example, I saw a video of a doctor, an emergency room doctor, talking about the stuff that he would never do. So, he said he would, like, never ride a motorcycle, um, because of how many injuries he saw uh, as an emergency room doctor. He said he would never go through, um, when the light turns green, go right away because of how many accidents he's seen where people go right away and then the opposite direction T-bones them. So I thought we could do something similar for classical music. We're not going to do five because we won't be here all day. So... I have three, Delaney has three, and yeah, so what are, what is something you would never do knowing what you know as a classical musician? Yeah, I was trying to think of regular stuff, but I feel like it'd be niche, um, low-key, but one thing that I would never do as a classical musician is lend someone an original part. (laughs) 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 That's also a Delaney thing, like the way I do not lend people books. Like, oh my god, I got my I got my five year old nephew a book and I'm like I was like Delaney, it's his book now. You know, and he's five. He's gonna bend it out of shape. But then like just looking at it, I'd be like Ugh. and it's it's this book, it's called a particular book, which means it has moving images when you turn the page. Mm. And so it's like I just don't want him to break it so the images don't move no more. But that's how I feel about parts like people I take care of paper. And not everybody does. So, yeah, I'm I'm everybody, cause my Bach book looks like the original Bible. I will say, like, my, my Bach book is falling apart too. <laughs> like, I like I like when my stuff looks lived in. I don't know, it's weird. I like that. Okay, look. but lived in and tore up. Like, I don't need my music to stay new forever. You know, cause I write on it and stuff, and like it gets, you know, but new and like my box like the cover falling off like i hate that i don't even know what the covers are <laughs> like it's literally just me like the, i don't the cover kit just came off my rhythm book too i'm like Ugh. okay yeah I, I, like my don juan part i remember i had a teacher 
be like, I'm begging you to print. I'm like, ah, I like this one because I got all my fingerings, every all the iterations of it. And you know the the covers all like crinkled up. I was thinking about you earlier today because I was I had to write in my book because I ran out of stickies. Not the silence. <laughs> oh, in this book? Yeah. Well, I mean that's. I don't. I normally write in my books, but I was like, let me, I like. I I wanted to try the sticky method, which I which I've been enjoying. I I've been enjoying the sticky method. That's why I got my transparent stickies. They're completely see-through. You stick them over what you want to do, and then you can write whatever on top of the sticky. I can mm-hmm. highlight stuff on the sticky, and it's overlaid on the text. And I don't have to mess up my books. But it's like now the book looks lived in. It's like, oh, like I read this, and then I, when I read it, well, I won't be reading this one again. But normally when I read it again, I'll be like, oh, like I underlined this, or oh, I wonder why, you know. I mean, lived in for me, like, I don't mind it looking like I read this book before, but I'm just like, oh, especially because it's like, where is it even ruined to write a whole bunch of stuff? And then I feel like it's not that much, though. I just feel like that's just not worth it for me, especially because I can't even line stuff up exactly with what I wanted, what I'm talking about, because it's so narrow anyway. You just draw a little arrow and then right, 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 right. Yeah, but it's like if I'm in a, like, I mean, obviously this book is not a good example, but <laughs> if I was <laughs> like writing, like annotating something, I feel like I would have more, I would have to write more than I had room for. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. But I, I just had a book that I, I bought used because I do buy used books sometimes. And I, I just found that somebody um, it's a book I've had for a long time but I've never read it and then I looked in it and somebody done wrote they highlighted with blue highlighter I threw that sh- I threw that away I was like I'll buy myself another one okay that's I, crazy like hi- highlighting is crazy but like <laughs> no so okay also I remember when we played that Beethoven I was like do not give me your part I'm, Girl, I know I, I, I still know have me. the vision of you bending my part backwards. Oh my gosh. And because it was in a book, because you were photocopying it. <laughs> and you bent it the complete opposite way. And I was like, I mean, you photocopying it, but I still, it, it gave me pain. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Maybe that was before. Maybe that was before, like. I knew that was the only time we were ever going to play that. So, <laughs> like, and I didn't, I didn't. I knew I needed a photocopy because I'm like, do not. I mean, obviously, like, I remember I played that Brahms A minor and I had her part, which I was kind of like irritated with because I was like, I do not want your part because I like roughing stuff up. <laughs> but whatever. She gave me her part and I had to create like a baby because I'm not going to bend up your stuff and I can't write in it how I want to. But I mean, I gave it to her brand new. So not rough and stuff. Now she out here playing bumper cars with the. <laughs> I want to be able to like, you know, do what I gotta do. Okay, something I would never do as a classical musician is um, believe that diversity initiatives by by any classical music organization um, are coming from an authentic place. And I say that because one thing I have learned is that a lot of these organizations um, have grant money that they need to use up so they organizations don't go under. 
when right. I found it out, I was like, yeah, I ain't never going to believe. <laughs> Obviously not all. Okay. But I'm not going to believe that it's coming from an authentic place. Hey. Okay. Um, my next one is commit to a school without taking a lesson with the teacher, which <laughs> I technically have done before. It worked out. And I also had Loki had a lesson when I took my audition. But I just I'll be seeing some stuff and I'll just be thinking how blessed I am to have only had teachers that have been nice to me. You got lucky. Like Or had teachers that's been helpful. Yeah. Nice and helpful. Because Cause I don't respond to negative real negative reinforcement. So but you're gonna be negatively reinforced right back. So have I had negative reinforcement? No, I had a little one. I had a little I had a little so a little something. But that you know, you get past it. I yeah, feel like, like I've never it's not like I've never been dragged, but I've never had a mean teacher. No, I've never had a mean teacher. I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't even be talking to you right now if I had a mean teacher. Cause I don't I don't I'm dragging myself. You don't need to drag me. Yeah. Okay, something I would never do as a class musician is be late to a rehearsal. Now, if you know me in real life, you know I tarry with tardy. But when it comes to a rehearsal, uh-uh. No. Like, I leave, especially like an MSO rehearsal, MSO concert, uh-uh. Because you don't know what's going to happen on down there. You don't know what's going to happen downtown. And then it's embarrassing because you are a professional musician walking into a rehearsal late. What are you doing? And then it's the stress that everybody turn around and look at you because I'm like, are you dead ass? You walking to this rehearsal late? And then it's just not a good look. Like one thing, I'm gonna leave 45 minutes early to get to go 10 minutes down the road. I rather just get there, get my little music. I rather. I sometimes, I, sometimes I get there so early that I just sit in my chair and be on my phone because I'm not gonna play alone on stage. <laughs> and then when you come, cause I've, I've and I've had some close calls, but like. Literally, I've never, even, like, transitioning to professional, like, I've never been any, let me knock on wood, because, you know, I got, the season started, but (laughs) I've never been any more, any less than 10 minutes early, like, I mean, 10 minutes in my seat, not, like, walking in, because, you know, 10 minutes in my seat, oh crazy right i'm a whole i'll be a whole people be like what is all this I now, what is all this <laughs> yeah. i am not late to rehearsal at all and actually it actually pisses me off when people be late come like why are you waltzing in here like this like yeah the the a starts when we say nine o'clock the a is playing at nine it's not you unpacking at nine yeah i'm and okay. i'm the type i hate being i hate being late i'd rather not go <laughs> like, like I had to, I had to force myself to go to class one time. I was literally like two minutes late, and I was like, I should just turn around. I was like, Delaney, <laughs> you're literally here. <laughs> I mean, class, you know, I've, I've done. I mean, not in grad school. I ain't gonna hold you because it's just like, but I have, I've, I've had my share. But also, I ain't gonna hold you. I knew what she just do with who not. Oh, you think see, you think I, I could go to like Viola? St- you think I could go to Viola Studio late? Oh. <gasps> There was no way. There was no way we was going to be able to studio late or orchestra. 
Dr. Blackwell used to stop and just look at you because it's like, why are you or- late to orchestra? But you know, I might slip into a little bag, especially when I, I used to have them classes. Sometimes you got 100 people, 200 people in a class. I'm just going to slip in. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one thing. But just, you know, these classes were not, I didn't have no big classes like that. I did me a little slipping in um, music theory, just a little slipping with them 10 people in there, just a little slip. Ain't going to hurt nobody. Just a little slip in. For what though? <laughs> like, like we running late. Stuff happens. I guess so. I mean, yeah, running late is different. I thought you meant like, oh, because you said I know who I can do it with. Because that I, I felt like that was like, I can't be late, so I'm gonna be late. Like, not like, oh, I just happen to be running late. Well, yeah, because sometimes you be happening to run late, you start <gasps> huffing and puffing. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like it's eight oh five. I'm gonna be late. Anyway. I'm, I'm I'm already late. I'm why would I rush? Yeah, see at that point I'm just not gonna go. Because if I'm already late and I'm not gonna rush, then I'm gonna just be I'm gonna just keep getting later. It's like, well I'm gonna go to half a class. <laughs> like I just not go. Yeah. Nah, I'd rather give me a little something. And get the notes from somebody else for the for the first fifteen minutes. I guess. I mean I'm not gonna look at them anyway, so Okay. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> I already put well you already did your other one? Oh yeah yeah, yeah you one. said you did your second one okay you um, did your last one right yeah. yeah my last one is something I would never do as a classical musician is try a new fingering right before an audition <laughs> which I have done before and of course it blew up in my face I can't I even like, that's stressful yeah I was in high school so whew um, something I would never do as a classical musician is um not believe that there's a black person that could do it somewhere. I spent so much of my time in classical music thinking I was the only one and I got to Eastman, I did gateways and I was like, Okay, hold on, let's redo this. And there is a black person somewhere who's a musicologist, somewhere who's a theorist, someone who plays harmonica, somebody who's an expert in this. Like, there is a black person that could do it. We going there first. Um, yeah. Period. Okay. Delaney, you want to take it away? A little something All righty. Catherine. Uh-uh, I went last week. <laughs> Your turn. Thought, you thoughts. You know what? You it. Age before beauty, Katie. Uh-uh. You go. Res- respecting my elders. Tag you it. Not too much on the I elder. I know. Now. It's my I'm turn. Not, not too much on the elder. Hold on. You are. You're older than me. That's a fact. Not too <laughs> We pushing the I'm I'm brushing up against too close to 30. I'm in too close. I'm touching. We hip to hip. Shoulder to shoulder. You're not old, but you're older than me. <laughs> That'll never change. And at this time of the year, I'm mad older than you. It's giving AARP. Like, I'm mad older than you. They they, they don't measure your AARP in relation to how older you are than your friend. Because <laughs> you're the same age. Why are you, Delaney, why are you doing all this? <laughs> What's the summary of the uh, part? What part is it? Six? I wish. Five? <laughs> 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 okay so we're in the book now this is a topic we're talking about the book so this is where we're at this is one of this is our first lighter reading six chapters that we did so basically at the beginning of this section 
part five. This is what we learned about Nicole. First of all, this is six months ago. Six months prior to the present day, him getting his violin stolen. Why you laid up in a hotel room with a girl that you met six months ago? Talking about, oh, go, come to Moscow with me. Like Took my girlfriend, boy. Six months, bro. And you ain't never even had no girlfriend in your life? Okay, we can talk about that because I had some thoughts. Because at first I was like, "Yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about that." Well, yeah, right. So we we learned he met. He was soloing with the Eerie Philharmonic when she was playing. She was kissing up to him, talking about, "Oh, everybody, we need to do our our bowings like Raekwon." And oh, so you sick? You second chair viola doing all that? That like okay like girl and then um so they he thought she was cute or whatever they talked at the break he he they like they don't like link up when they're in Erie but then he comes out of a concert that he did in New York she thirsty as hell she outside of the concert (laughs) you on a train in the middle of the night to go see this dude okay whatever you want to see him play but it was giving like oh dang my bookmark fell out oh well um oh no that was my real bookmark Cause I have a couple bookmarks in here, you know, to mark the pages that we're doing today and then where I actually am. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh well, but, um, yeah, so they linked up in New York. He was like, Oh, or one of them was like, Oh, let's go get to some dinner. They went to have Indian food. Then they went back to his hotel, started knocking boots. Now, why y'all was doing all that right after having Indian food? I don't know, but okay, they were, that's crazy because it's like, okay, you, that after Indian food is one thing, but on the first day after Indian food, like you, I feel like that's something you do with somebody you comfortable with. Like, oh, that's my man. It don't matter. But okay. Um, so that's how he met her, and then the next chapter goes into he has like a sixty minutes segment, um, about him, and that's where he gets like he gets a lot of publicity, uh, and all of that. At this point, him and Nicole are attached at the hip, um. And also, there's a development with the Marxists. They're also in the, they're on TV in the segment, trying to tell everybody basically that they own the violin, right? After that, he has a concert in Boston. While he's in Boston, he's at this diner, right? And at the diner, he gets his food. He walks out. Who does he see? The Marxists. There, there was some random dude and talking about, oh, we went to your concert. We went to make sure you was taking good care of our violin. And he was like, get the hell out of my face and all this stuff. Fast forward. Now the police are behind him. Because of course they are. Like what? They're behind him. Now they're handcuffing him. The, the Marxists are saying, oh my God, this man, he is threatening us. And so now... They doing all this, like, like I said, handcuffing him, separating them. And they're, of course, like, questioning him and what are you doing here and all that type of stuff. Eventually, eventually they let him go because he tells them to look him up and they learn about the Stradivarius and whatever, whatever. So he leaves that encounter, you know, somewhat unscathed. Then fast forward, he's trying to... um He's trying to basically secure some documents from his family. We talked about that a little bit about like to prove that he is the owner, the real, the rightful owner of the violin. Well, at this point, um, 
at this point he like has a meeting with his family um to like he wants to make a deal with them basically to get them off his head because he wants them basically on on his side to be able to find the violin or like not to be because the violin is stolen at this point he wants them to drop their lawsuit basically so he creates a deal with them where like it's like just financial deal where he's gonna basically pay them to get off his body and um also add them to the insurance um the insurance policy so that they are beneficiaries primary beneficiaries and so that's of course where their motive comes from so he makes that deal with them um that's what happens whatever this is right before this is about four months before the violin is stolen we finally finally go back to present day thank god like <laughs> on page 240 the last time we were in present day was page 38 on page 240, we finally get back to present day where the violin is stolen. Actually, this is not even present day. This is the day that the violin is stolen, mm-hmm. which is not even like we are already past that technically in present day. But they actually recount the night that the violin was stolen. Um, and we learned the only new detail I really caught. And that was that we learned that he was super drunk. So we don't know, yeah. you know, what his account, how accurate that account was. So we're going to see. Um, and now um also the marxists they've expanded their lawsuit they also want to go after his winnings i mean not his winnings his um the insurance money too because that's what they that's what they want to do so they're suing him not only for the 10 million dollars and for the violin or whatever they're also suing him for the insurance money um so at this point basically where we leave off is there and also he's on his way to the Tchaikovsky competition and he's trying to raise money for the five million dollar ransom okay thoughts yep <laughs> okay so basically like because i'm trying because like we basically like roasted this book last week so i don't want to do like for me on my end you can do what you want on my end i don't want to do too much because it's just like I already it's it's clear my my disdain for this book is clear i literally texted delaney something that i ain't gonna say earlier today just reading the book taking yet another breather so one thing I will say that interrupted my reading this week is the fact that like because I already don't really care for the book, I find myself nitpicking, mm-hmm. and that's not fun because it's just like you know what I'm saying like it's just not fun. So okay, two of the things I've been nip- nitpicking at one weird ass writing like 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 wh- why you say some of the stuff like okay even when he when he was talking about like the um talking about the cop okay i have it in the margin oh my gosh girl sorry (laughs) yeah like okay i might i might at the cop part i have weird writing in the margin like three or four times throughout this part but um like he was talking about this girl nicole like oh when i want to see her again Oh, he had an excuse to see her again. He didn't impress her with how well, like, because he was talking about. Hold on, let me read back. Okay, so I guess Nicole, like, volunteers at the soup kitchen or whatever. And he was, like, he said he's going to join her in Cleveland to go do that. And um, he was like, he had an excuse to see her again. He didn't impress her with how well he could ladle out the gravy and pour uh, over her mashed potatoes. That was weird to me. It's just like, or like, even little things like, when he got to an orchestra 
um the car deposited him at the hall it's giving ti like why would you write that so like i find myself like nitpicking a lot at the weird writing the weird descriptions of stuff um weird body shaming type things weird like fat phobia things like definitely like the heavy set cop and like the fat cop and my mama dresses too tight and her nails it's just like what are always talking about his mama's nails always talking about oh she had her fake nails on like what is like i don't understand that like yeah, I, don't I don't understand, understand what that, that is the way that it's written is just like very like like you know that drewski reaction video and it's like what do you mean by that yeah like, literally <laughs> that's what I, that's what i think every time i read that because he says it, he said it multiple times because one thing about it i have a sticky let me find it one thing about it there's gonna be a little there's gonna be a little a little taste of anti-blackness like that's one that's one thing i've noticed like oh um, <laughs> sorry i should laugh that scene okay that scene when <laughs> it's not funny sorry <laughs> that scene where like the um the the marxist like confront him at the diner and he and and she's like ray crease or whatever your name is <laughs> you reminded me of that katie that i think that's when i think that's when i sent you a voice note i literally screamed i put the book down <laughs> she said right quiz or whatever your name is. i was like one thing mr brennan gonna do put a little anti-blackness in it that's what i noticed i but. fell out oh my god i fell out because <laughs> why would you say that like why would you write that why like you put that in there like every time i think that okay we've covered all the bases we checked all the box about what these people could say to him (laughs) then here he come here he come (laughs) like ray quise ray quise i can't get over that like you wrote that out you wrote that out and kept writing and i know i know microsoft word put a little red line for you okay but i just wanted to point those out what that's one thing that like in general like the little the little twinge of anti-blackness laced throughout the little twinge of like um like weird weird writing not little there's several weird writing and i'm not saying like he gotta write the book for me i'm not saying that but it's just weird and then how he depicts black women black people at large but specifically black women well what you think about like the nicole story and like how they met as a person who reads romance novels well actually you go first and i'll tell you my i'll tell you my i was about to say i'm interested to know what you're gonna think another thing as a side note that's on the anti-blackness things in the the episode the episode you hear me the chapter about 60 minutes when it's like ray mcmillian his name is his full name is Raekwon, but don't ever call him that. It's like I let me find it. What page is that? Two seventeen. Because what what did down. I put? What did I? No, don't worry, I wrote something. <laughs> I put, oh, I have question marks in the margin because what is, what does that mean? He's very adamant about don't call me Raekwon. 
please call me Ray. Ray. I'm Ray. This is like, okay, it's clear you don't want to be called Raekwon or Rayquees, which that one's understandable because it's not your name. But <laughs> Ray, I, I just Rayquees is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what I tell you, I wish we should have read this together, like on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, another thing, even a little bit further down, I have, um, I have underlined Ray's story at the last, the last paragraph. Ray's story is unique only because he's more talented, more single-minded. I didn't like that because I wrote in the margin, what does this even mean? Because what are you saying about other black classical musicians when you write that? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's, and I feel, I can't tell if the book is starting to get on my it, not starting i can't tell if the book is on my nerves why i'm and that's why i feel like i might be unfair and i don't like that because i feel like i'm not giving an authentic you know so, like reaction my authentic thoughts because it's just like part um part three and four were such a damn doozy oh man that not if we're gonna keep it a buck two three four was such a doozy that it's just like now I'm here I'm over here looking at like what you're writing and not what the book is about you know because it's like you can't even it's like weird stuff like weird and also the numbers are off the percentages the 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 data is off which bothered me mm. but um okay Whew. Oh, by that I mean the one I didn't realize. Some people don't, aren't reading along because people have told us we're not reading, but we enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, they have? Uh, yeah, somebody on Twitter didn't answer them. On was Twitter? Like, yeah. Uh, they were like, I don't have the book, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This might You're be welcome. the most enjoyable way to engage with the book, though. <laughs> Listening to our, our commentary. I mean, of course I'm biased, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but the one point eight percent of musicians are black. Uh, talking about American orchestras, one point eight percent are black. The number jumps to twelve percent if you include all people of color. So the reason why that statistic bothered me is because I don't know what that means, <laughs> which is a reoccurring theme. Are you talking about like all people of color, like including Asians? Well, no, it can't be. But also, I don't know. It's like that. Mm. I would double check with, um, I would double check the data on that. That's incorrect. But I mean, you already published the book, so. What you think? What you think about? What you think about the Nicole thing? Like how they met? How that went down? I mean, first of all, I thought. I mean, okay, so the first like even slight interaction is she's like oh she's turning around to the violas and it's like oh we need to imitate what Mr. McMillan is doing it's like you could have just told them what to do like I don't know like it was clear she was already flirting with him like Loki kissing up to him in the beginning I also feel like her thirstiness in this chapter like going all the way to New York for his thing and stuff and um she was like very she was just very like forward and persistent I feel like that kind of made me a little suspicious kind of with my theory about her being Holly Marks. Mm-hmm. 
And I also felt like because they also mentioned her again in passing in this okay. part too. So I was like, I feel like this little focus on Nicole and knowing a little bit about the background of their relationship and how just like persistent she was. I was like, hmm, that's low key confirming my little my little theory. Okay, for me, I had I had two I had two experiences at the same time because as a person who reads a lot of romance novels, I feel like of the books I read of like of the 12 books I read a year, 10 of them should be romance novels. The way they met wasn't that far off. Like I've seen, I've seen worse written ways that, you know, couples meet. What, but when I put my musician hat on, the second experience that pissed me off because one, you wouldn't be having a rehearsal while the solo is on stage. That is, like you would already rehearsed it without the soloist, so the soloist can just play and leave. Doesn't make sense. Two, yes, does an assistant violist does, does the assistant turn around and also give corrections? Yes, but she wouldn't be saying all that flapping off at the gums. <laughs> with the principal right there like not flapping off at the gums have i have we've gotten have i gotten we i mean we have we gotten corrections from michelle the assistant at memphis yes but they're primarily gonna come from jennifer so that i didn't like how that was third you wouldn't sit around after the soloist plays the soloist's not really accessible like you, you wouldn't just be he wouldn't just be hanging out on stage I mean, okay, he got the Stradivarius, but still, like, that's just not how, that's just not how that is. But, like, her going down and seeing him for his little show with my romance novel mind, like, it makes sense. It was weird that she was nowhere to be found after the, after the performance. Like, that doesn't check out. Like, what the heck is that? But, yeah, that made sense to me. Okay, so I made a note about your theory, right? Mm -hmm. So, the thing that don't check out to me, right, is the fact that, She's a violist. What what she want a violin for? I thought she was a violinist until they started talking about um I thought she um was a violinist until she talked started talking about the 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 viola so much. And I was like, she's a violinist. A violist. Yeah. Um yeah, I thought that too, but also I was like, it's not really far off i feel like because one i mean it's a valuable instrument so mm-hmm. i feel like that that's the primary reason why they want it not because they could get their niece a violin but they want it to be the 10 million dollar one and then i just thought you know a lot of violists also play the violin and vice versa so i was like i just feel like if you give me a 10 million dollar violin i'm selling it because what, what am i gonna do with a violin yeah but that's you because you don't be on viola like that like just solo is that that solo on both violin and viola so like there's some people what's his name i think james ennis does that like there are people he was playing with the seattle symphony i'm pretty sure he does both he solos on both the violin and viola and so i feel like there's i mean there's different i i mean it could be like kind of like but also it's just it's not that it's not like she played the trumpet you know like it's so to me i was like i mean it's a little like hmm she a violist but at the same time it could be it, it, might not it, could, be. it could be one of them things where like oh we thought you played what's the viola we thought you played violin it could be one of them things but 
Wait, what you mean? Like, you know how, like, my friend used to date this dude, <laughs> and I, I went over to their house, because he used to do, I should really not be talking about him, because he was not a great guy. I think I, I definitely told you about this particular dude um, in this situation before, but I went over to their house, he used to do music or whatever, and I needed to make a tape for a music festival, so I knew he could help me. And he was like, oh, you play violin? And I was like, no, nah, I play viola. And he was like, what's a viola? Like, you don't, you ain't got to be ghetto, like, just say violin. And I was like, all right. Okay. <laughs> like, like, you just being, you just being ghetto. You play violin. And I was like, I did not. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, so, I mean, like, in that way, like, if they want her, the whole time I think she played the whole time I think she plays violin. So the instrument is valuable and oh yeah, my niece she play a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, violin. Mm. Yeah. Cuz I feel like the primary goal is to get the 10 million dollar violin back. They may have been even throwing a niece in there just to be like, "Oh, our poor niece, she wants a violin. It would mean a lot to her to play cuz they did say, "Oh, it would mean a lot to her." So like maybe they were just throwing that in. I mean, a lot a lot of people play a uh, various I was about to say, who knows? And like, yeah, who knows? Not us. Um, another thing, like, with what you said about the like some of the stuff, like some of the writing. We talked about some of the writing about music, like, and this is when they when they met. Like, this is when they when she came to the thing in New York, and she was like, "You were incredible, by the way. The way you played the Defia was insanely good." the spiccados on your arpeggios were really impressive and like i just i don't know i just because now you got to look up like what that means also yeah and also i just felt like that was a little clunky also yeah. do you say spiccados with an s this is nitpicking like we said but like the, it just like i said it just yeah. felt, it just felt a little clunky a lot of the a lot of the stuff be a lot of the there's a lot of clunkiness that hap that happens. Um let me see if I can find something. Okay. <laughs> okay. That didn't take long. I'm I'm telling you. So I mean you some listen, somebody write write me and be like, Hey, you doing too much. I'll be like, Yeah, you right. Um I mean, but also it's like we're not in bad pace, like like I said last week, like we're gonna leave with the good stuff because like but I have to be honest, like the past three parts, like parts two, three and four, it was very, very difficult for me to find something positive to say. Like and I really, really wanted to because I never wanna get on the freaking internet and trash somebody's work. But at the same time, like, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I don't like the book, I don't like it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I will say I found this part to be like less egregious. Definitely, definitely, yeah. My main qualm, and I said it last week, is that look how much of the book we got left. And right? I, and I, I'm a couple of chapters ahead of us, and let me tell you, we still don't know. So <laughs> it's just like I feel like, look, am I an author? I am not, but well, I feel literally not. But well, I hold feel, on. I feel that you know, you. This could have been. This could have been like. There's so many holes in the story, like I already said. Like I remember, like um, I don't know the exact page. I'm sure I wrote it in because I was like, 
I probably I think I put like LOL because when they was at the at the meeting with the with his family um he he wrote like oh his mom came in the room and just stared at him glared at him and it's just like we still don't know why his mama hates it's like I understand like this elaborate like if y'all could see the book and really like visualize it I'm telling you from pages like 40 to where we are now has done nothing to contribute to the to to move the plot of the story forward like it's just all it's it's mainly fluff it's like I want to know and then and then there's so many details that are like glossed over like he took like two pages to be like to to catch us up on what the FBI and that lady had been doing that that that, that that's lazy writing you wrote all this stuff about how he got put over and how how what all this stuff and you could have just really expounded upon the mystery of it what happened to the violin you could have introduced more characters and not like random characters like like uncle latavius like really like introduce characters so we could actually like guess because right now right now it's like we know it's gonna be one of three people you know it's a good law and order episode it's somebody you don't even expect it's someone you don't even expect and it's like we don't even okay but the um the line that I thought was clunky he said it's on page 241 he was like at 11 o'clock he started on a Mozart his long fingers effortlessly jumping into the intricacy like a puzzle he manipulate in the air what the hell does that mean <laughs> that's not in here Katie you make that up <laughs> remember that that's not oh it's right here i wrote question mark lol that's what's in my book what does that mean it's uh next next page 3 p.m and time for a late lunch he was always starving um if he and nicole were in different cities he'd give her a call and her voice would pour out warm and honey gold making a knot loosen in his chest what does that mean what does that mean and obviously i know what it means but like, but like what does it mean yeah it's like a lot of like i'm, I'm just kind of disappointed in the fact that like i want to know more about the violin like I'm not even going to like there could have been more mystery there could have been more mystery I I'm not even going to hold up before I even say that I don't trust this author with a little fl- a flashback to Uncle Leon to to Pop Pop mm-hmm. because I feel like he would take us all the way back to the slave trade I was about to say and so when Pop Pop was in Mali like <laughs> 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 actually, actually no we would be going back to pop 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 like i don't trust it i'm not going bye bye like that's who that's what we will be at like in 1370 <laughs> it's gonna be it will be a rendition the book first of all the book will now be 500 pages i was about to say this will be a saga <laughs> and it's roots in the middle right in the middle it will be it will literally be like oh my god the violin gone then 400 pages of the transatlantic slave trade <laughs> so i don't trust it but like there's so much more you could have done there's like there's no mystery there's no 
like how the violin get there like why is it why is it stashed up what happened to pop pop what 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 like there's nothing it's just about his day-to-day life of nothingness and like and what she's talking about like okay so i'll get back to the mom i'll get back i feel like one of the reasons why we don't know why his mom don't like him is because of this whole like depiction of black women like i think the point is for her to just be stank for no reason like you just want her to be a like a fucking problem like that's yeah, what it's giving that's what it's giving you're it's right it's giving mad for no reason and like like yeah like she's just a stank person with her fake nails on and her tight dress and her don't want the best for him and we don't want to hear that noise and shut yeah, the hell up and she and and just milking him dry and never checking up on him and all this stuff she's just supposed to be a terrible person and it's just like really y'all and it's like okay i know like i felt bad because after we wrapped up last week's recording like i accidentally flipped to the author's note and i felt bad because he was saying like a lot of his colleagues would be like this stuff never happened not speaking to the book but like he was saying like when he talks about racist incidents in his life people be like oh that never ha- like it didn't are you sure it happened like that you sure it meant you meant it meant that you sure it was racism da, da, da. he was saying it absolutely did happen whatever so i'm not trying to like downplay his experiences but like so if his mom was like this in real life like babe i don't know talkspace.com slash to read you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. there's something you i just because what you're not realizing is that like it doesn't read to me like oh man his mom sucks it's like okay what's your thing with black women and to be fair that's what it's giving yeah jan i mean janice is okay hold on it's got a little something i got a little nugget in my pea brain because what you're saying is that like the only way black women what from what i've gathered from the book the only way black women you know can you know be respected is if they like have achieved something like when he talks about janice oh janice took out a second mortgage on his house which is like mr taylor i love mr taylor down he loved me that's my dude that that when i tell you mr taylor why would he why would he take out a second mortgage on his house to pay are you dumb <laughs> and then Jan is literally my friend. You think she would take? Are you dumb? A second mortgage. It pissed me off. Like this is a fantasy at this point. <laughs> because it, it's like it just—it's just not realistic. And that's the thing. Like, like you said, like we're not trying to downplay his experience, but at the same time, it's like one. Like I just don't like all of these things happening in this way to one person in the present day. Also, like yeah. I don't know how old he is. He don't look that old. You know, for this to be, like, stuff that he drawing on, you know, like, in the way that it's written. I just don't... What I'm talking... Sorry, I didn't realize it. If you're not reading the book. So, basically, what happens, he's trying to get the money together for the um the ransom note. The $5 million in Bitcoin or whatever. So, he's trying to pull money together. He's not very successful at the beginning. And he hit so his teacher helps him out by taking out a second mortgage on his house on her house be serious i think i even run the margins i'm like why does this man refuse to be serious and it's just like the only way black women have been respected in this book is that they achieve something so janice and his aunt with the con because when she described it oh 
the condo and we had a timeout on the town and da 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 and it's like my mama wears tight dresses and my and, and my her auntie like this and they dusty. she just wanna she just wanna see a uh, TV and sit around and yeah, yeah. or if they're if they're nurturers like if they're because the grandma yeah. like if they're just like basically getting bulldozed over by everybody else and she's sweet as pie with all these terrible kids and like just like i feel like only if they're like providers that's like at your every whim yeah like you know and it's just like why can't they just be regular like yeah especially like you have done nothing for the mom to contribute anything to the storyline besides the fact like you could have been you could have been tenacious and persevered it seemed like you liked the violin anyway. When we met you, you was over here talking about how you liked the violin so much. You was crying and da da da. You did that before we knew your mama sucks. So when we met you, you was you was air fingering notes, watching Hillary Hahn. So it's like, what the mom being terrible didn't really add much to the plot. Like, if I think back, if your mom dropped you off. If your mom dropped you off at the at the gig, if your mom dropped you off at the gig, you um you would have still had to face that 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 guy. Your mama could have just been like, "Hey, when your constru- construction job ends, can you please get something else because you know I'm struggling with bills around here." You know, it's just like the mom being terrible did not add much to the plot. All especially since up to now up to today dm is still doing normal i don't know why she hates you and it's od like it's one thing to be like oh you must get a job like because that's another thing like okay a lot of people are you know they're not they don't have the privilege of just being able to focus on the school work yeah they have to work in their high school but you always got to take it a step further now you got you have one semester that's like four months left of high school and she wants you to drop out and get a ged and work at popeyes because she wants to get a flat screen tv does that sound like i'm sorry bro like it's just and and again it's the accumulation of all these things yeah. too like if it was one like for example we said the first police encounter that he had when he was in baton rouge like that was a realistic encounter it's the accumulation like it's just it's just a lot another thing that you, i feel like you brought up before was like this all of a sudden character development that we had mm-hmm. like um why am i on this page sorry i'm like saving two pages because i want to read from it so one like when he's with the marxes and they're talking about oh our violin and he was like something cut loose inside him and he just and he was suddenly yelling shut your fucking mouth i swear if you say our violin one more fucking time i won't be responsible for what happens next your rape your rapist great 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 grandfather gave that fiddle to my pop pop and all this i'm like where did all the sassiness come from where like we don't even get to know like what happened like we i just feel like we spent a lot of time on the wrong things and it's like i don't even want to say like yeah we just spent a lot on the wrong things because even if you wanted to show i think like it's implied that like as he is preparing he's doing all these concerts and stuff like that like he's gaining confidence and stuff like that but you're making the reader do so much legwork 
that by the time we got honestly by the time we got to that scene with the marks the whole scene with the marks was unrealistic i mean it is an I, I will give him that it is a novel so like of course the marks are outside of your freaking diner that you're going to get dinner at it'd be more realistic if he cornered them at the at the at his hotel or whatever yeah, after the concert that they went just went to like, yeah like you just went to like what and then we still don't know who that random tall guy is so maybe that's part of the mystery yeah whatever yeah, we never found out who that was and one part that did have me was funny when andrea marks was like i was worried he was about to get violent and ray was like fuck you <laughs> wait what happened <laughs> wait what what she was telling the police officer she's like i was worried he was about to get violent and ray said fuck you <laughs> and it's like at this point i think he's in cuffs too so i could just picture him like just be like girl shut the hell up yeah that i mean by time because i'm i because of what happened before at this point how the police situation went down the second time didn't really i was just like okay here we go like clunkiness like you know what i'm saying like it's fiction, so I gave him some leeway. But it's just like, why we have to have another encounter? And now I do understand that, like, I just feel like it was unnecessary to be completely. Honest. I feel like the whole scene was unnecessary. We know the marks are after him. The marks already showed up at his house. They're already filing a lawsuit. Can we get some? Can we get something else? Like, I guess like it drives the point that like, nah, we are for real. Y'all gonna give us our violin back? I, yeah i guess it drives that point but it's just so incredibly unnecessary and then the way the whole scene went down they put him in cuffs and then oh like i need your id like prove prove that like it's your violin so he puts a d major scale because he doesn't they don't deserve to hear anything else and then like they finally look him up and it's just like it was the whole thing was dumb the whole the whole thing was dumb to me like i was just like okay i don't even know what to say yeah like even the way that it was introduced like he was like stay the hell away from me if you if i see you again i swear the cops and then it's like the m dash and it's like the cops what a voice said from behind him it's like <laughs> <laughs> and then and like you said like i, I was I'm, i was meaning to read this part because of what you said about like the whole body shaming thing like the fat phobia and stuff it said ray turned two big bellied police officers yep. hands on their belts stood splay legged on the sidewalk steam seemed to snake from their nostrils and form a plume above their heads the one on the left was in his 50s a little heavier with a clean shaven face that looked scraped raw the one on the right was younger with a thin dark mustache and a prom in the promising beginnings of a paunch to rival his partners why are we spending so much time talking you about see? the belly and groin of these men you see and it's and it's a recurring thing like it's other people yeah. the whole guy oh he couldn't see i couldn't see his neck oh his her her neck jiggled in the wind like, <laughs> just like everything is about like yeah like her her gut her gut trembled fatally as she literally as, as she waddled in and and her like it was just like i feel like my dear rest with the just rest with describing people because even the way like the way that remember when he went to the um when he went on the town with his aunt in philadelphia and his aunt was like oh there you go girl like wh whatever and i'm like first of all can we just pull over i want to pull over for several reasons the first reason is because what you just said like the way like oh her like her ass of way it, it fit 
perfectly. I was just like, what the heck am I reading? Yeah, like, why would you say that? And then secondly, like, the whole thing was just weird. I don't, like, I don't even want to say the second part, what I was going to say. But that's the main important thing. It's like, every time women are describing this novel, it's freaking weird. Like, it's yeah, I just found a young athletic woman crossing in front of them, her toned ass bouncing with every step in her black <laughs> leggings. Like, okay. Like, yeah. It's always it's like, just so random. Why do we, okay, like, like, what? <laughs> like, it's just, it's giving a waste of words. Like, it's, yeah, it's giving, you had a word count. Yeah, and I'm just not understanding. Like, like for as much as is in here, I feel like I shouldn't have this many questions. Yeah, for like, for the amount of that I've read, you know, because I'm not asking for much. I just, there's so many, there's so many things I want to know, and then the stuff that is important is just so quickly glossed over like because you spent so much time wasting time that important details like you'd even go into the search it's called a violent conspiracy half of this thing is called is about ray on tour like that's what it should be called ray on tour (laughs) yeah never not or ray quise Yeah, here go his the description of his mom. She dressed up for the occasion in a tight salmon colored dress with fake nails and lipstick to match. Just weird. Like, let me see what else. That's like you know what you know what kind of energy that gives when a hater says I like your wig instead of I like your hair. Yeah, that's what that gives (laughs) to me. Like, I'm just not impressed, and I'm not saying that. Okay, uh, there is a moment that I did like. Oh. On page two forty seven, he was talking about like now he he realizes his violence is gone, and when when this not realizing his violence is gone, he's like coming to terms with like his violence is gone for real. When this section started, it pissed me off because <laughs> because he was talking about how he feels like. He was talking about like how the violin defines him. I'm like, see, that's your problem, and that's a lot of y'all problems. The violin does not define you. You were not born with the violin. You are not a violin. What? What? So it started to make me irritated because I feel like a lot of a lot of little like classical music tropes are getting pushed in this book, and it's just annoying. Like that an instrument defines a musician. That there's not the only black person in classical music is Raekwon like little (laughs) Raekwon oh you know what maybe that's it maybe it's his long lost evil twin Raekwon that steals the violin yeah honestly at 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 this this point point, (laughs) anything could happen and and it will be done in one paragraph and then around that paragraph is countless other stories of how Every white person ever hates Ray Cleese. And, and yeah, that's going to be the paragraph on top. And then the paragraph on top of that one is going to be her titties, titty, tittily, as she titty down the stairs. <laughs> but don't forget, 
the paragraph above that that talks about her while her titties tiddly down the titty titty lane her big fat buff big old boyfriend who was <laughs> the alliteration is killing me bro <laughs> <laughs> don't forget that her right. big old bumbly brass boyfriend <laughs> wobbled down the lane obesively no obesively and then we get three sentences oh yeah they found a violin not after his mama came in with 10 inch nails and a dress barely covering her cootie cat (laughs) (laughs) like it's annoying bro it's annoying yeah her mom his mom waltzed in with with uh bamboo earrings the size of i don't know like yeah like it's just like way too much like, <laughs> like and she walked in like how hostile she he'd be making her scene like she walked in and slashed his face with a pocket knife like that's where he yeah <laughs> and, and, and spit on him i was just gonna say and spit said tui <laughs> but uh, i will say one part i thought was like nice was the um when he was talking about like how he he was alone as a kid and then he became alone as a man and the only um one special thing in his life was dressed in a pink house coat smelling of lavender talking about his grandma and how like his grandma connected him to music and she was gone and the music was gone and i was like i thought that was written nicely mm. i thought it added to the plot I thought it made sense and it was a moment of reprieve but don't worry he gets arrested like right after but it was a it was a nice little well not right after he but whatever you know what I mean like well who knows um but I thought it was like a nice little like reprieve and I thought it was just like a little beautiful moment I was like oh I like that hmm Wow. Um, that's that's really it. Ain't nothing really else happening. Like he was trying to raise money or whatever, and but like, I don't know. It's not clear as to why he wasn't able to raise money. You would think that he'd be able to raise money right away. So that's another thing. Like he only raised like a hundred something thousand dollars, and you know what? Even though the violin thing with Nicole doesn't really add up to me. I will say you saw how she was like when he he raised $134,000 or whatever, $164,000. And then old girl was like, oh, that's great. Why are you happy about that? Well, you know, he got he to gotta get $5 million. Yeah, I will say like the, like the her, now I guess since you said you read more romance tonight than I did and you said that, that doesn't seem far-fetched, that her going to his thing. So like there have been some things in this and in, in in these parts that have made it like okay it would be less likely that that's her and even when I even when I said that theory I thought like that might be a little much especially for how much of the book that we have left 
but it would be cool if it was but with the whole viola thing it's like there's there's a couple things that it's like it could be but it would need there would need to be a lot of work and i feel like i don't know i will say when i was washing my dishes earlier i was thinking about how i i really hope it's not um whatever aunt the paralegal is i forgot which one that is Um, rochelle rochelle i really hope it's not her and i really hope it's not nicole because at first i thought it was nicole i was like that'll be t da 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 but it's like he has he doesn't have many positive relationships with women in his life besides his grandma and violin teacher that i would hope it's not them two you know what i'm saying i will say the timeline of nicole makes it obvious for her because y'all just met but and maybe she needed a way in i don't know but i hope not yeah i mean i'm okay with it being a call to be honest but i have my reasons but, I, know, um, I know what your reasons are <laughs> but i'm just saying because it's like that sucks like your, your little girlfriend you know what i'm saying like yeah you never had a girlfriend you never like you know like yeah that's sad you know, the way his life been going yeah i guess it would be sad that's why i was like it's like you feel sorry for Wayquan. i just wish i knew him better it's just like yeah. Yeah, I, I just wish I, I don't know anything about you especially like oh I, I i i literally know nothing about you because you were shy and and meek and my and then i turned a page literally turned the page and now you cussing cussing out you know people Shooting up in the middle of Boston, and, and like, so. like there's no there was there's no character development with Raekwon. I don't know anything about him. I don't know. Yeah, I have I've seen no character development. I don't I don't I can't clearly see the difference between him preparing for his first gig on page twenty <laughs> and and him now except for you know saving the the interaction with the Boston police I can't really I don't I don't I don't know a difference and I feel like that's also I feel like it would have served him better to maybe jump back and forth like you you literally we spent the whole time back in time and then you did no character development sorry you spent the whole time past tense and you did no character development so I still viewed his character as a high schooler because I don't see how he has gotten, how his character has, has bettered or developed or evolved or anything like that. And then also the story is just not viable. Cause it's like, yeah, they're prodigies. He's a prodigy. Da 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 da. This doesn't add up to me. I'm, and I'm starting to get nitpicky. That's why I was like, let's hurry up and finish the book because, um, I just, there's just, there's a there's a more that could be done. I don't I don't know my main character. Because the time we could have took to get to know him, here he going going over some new mental challenge, new whatever the heck. What was she like? I don't know if you had the same experience, but I I realize I don't even know him. Yeah. I feel like we just we just have a lot of like situations that he was in. Yeah trying to think of like what do i know about raekwon i don't know i don't know what makes him tick all i know is that he loves violin and his grandma 
and he loves his grandma. That's it. And then he was talking about, oh, I never had a girlfriend because classical music. I'm like, my brother in Christ. You pick your time preparing for the Tchaikovsky competition to suddenly want a girlfriend, but you couldn't do it while he was an undergrad? Huh? Yeah, come on. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Like, I feel like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things. Anyway, you have predictions for the next part? But you already read. How, how much do you read? Um, well, my bookmark just fell out. I think I was in chapter, uh, oh, I think I was maybe in chapter nine. I mean, sorry, not chapter nine, chapter 29. Hmm. So about three chapters ahead of us. I always read, (laughs) I read this book a day or two not it two i'm lying i read the book the, either the day before or the day of we record primarily because that's my personality i don't like doing things ahead of time secondly because it be fresh in my mind cause i know we got to talk about it and third and most important <laughs> i have to read other things to yeah i mean cleanse my palate that's why I be that's why I be forgetting stuff because I be reading so ahead of time. But also, like I just want to finish the book, and then also like I'm also a slow reader, so I don't want to read too close to when we record. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I honestly, I feel like last week I had better predictions. I feel like we're not any further than where yeah. we were last week. I will say, like we don't know anything new. The only thing we knew no new is the fact that he was drunk. Um, yeah, so we know that his his account of the night might not be as reliable. But what y'all be drinking? Because I'm just like you. You drink a Long Island iced tea, and now it's like, oh my God, are we on Mars? That's not how alcohol. I mean, listen. Well, no. What what struck me about how much he drank was like, because I don't really know like what gets you drunk a lot and like whatever. But it was how much like he drank, like. Because they were like, oh, like, let me try to find it. So they went out. Basically, we found out he was out with this dude that he took a lesson with at Juilliard, Leonid, and his partner, Gary. They went out um, for dinner, him with them and Nicole. So they had dinner, and then it said that... um. I think they had, oh yeah, they, the four of them polished off three bottles of wine. Is that a lot for four people? No. Okay. Really? I feel like every, I feel like every bottle of wine has like, well, depending on your glass. I feel like it has like four, four glasses. Oh. Okay. So they, they polished off four bottles of wine and then it says as well as assorted cocktails. That could be a couple drinks right there. Oh, okay. The assorted cocktails. Yeah. And then after liquor, like yeah, yeah. And then it says after the, it says they um went to an Irish pub after that and continued to drink until almost midnight. So that's why I was like, okay, so you already had multiple cocktails and three bottles of wine, and then you went to a pub after that and drank from whatever time that was until midnight. 
that look you said that sounds like a lot of alcohol to me no that is a lot of alcohol but also we don't be pissed off about is if the person who sold the violin is not even we don't even know them i'm gonna be pissed off because it that's lazy to me like if um the teacher and his partner were conspiring because they thought like oh he don't deserve that violin that's our vibe we we need that violin so my kids can you know or like some weird thing because why y'all getting him drunk yeah but also yeah like i'm like okay that could be a thing but also they didn't even like they didn't say anything extra about them so i would also be kind of mad if it was them because unless they come back in the portion that we have left because there's so little left though yeah like there's no like the the only people really strong motive i will say one thing that we found out in this part was i didn't realize how strong well i guess it didn't really strengthen it but they did like we did get some clarity around the arrangement that he had with his family Mm. um um like we found out exactly what it was but i guess that doesn't really make their motive any stronger because yeah they're they're primary beneficiaries but like i feel like they if they wanted to steal the violin like maybe they would wait a while because he was already paying them you know over years so they probably they i guess it wouldn't really make sense who knows maybe the maybe the twins took it i've been quiet Right, maybe, maybe I was about to say it don't really make sense, but at the same time, hmm. or what's but, that dude with Mark? It could be Mark Jennings, mm-hmm. the guy who was racist in the in the youth auction, and he came back on sixty minutes talking about all him and Ray was friends. Or maybe Grandma Nora faked her death, and <laughs> right, like at this point, it could literally be anything. Or you know what they started? They mentioned he mentioned a couple times in Grandma Nora's attic. There was some Stevie Wonder albums. Maybe Stevie Wonder took it. Yeah. Like at this point, <laughs> Pop Pop came back. Pop right. Pop Pop Pop's um descendants on his mama's side from Molly flew over when they found out. Right. And took that violin. I don't know. Maybe it is Nicole. I'm gonna be mad though because that's so freaking obvious. I mean, it would be obvious if it was just Nicole, but it wouldn't be obvious if it was what I thought. Yeah, it's that either. she that would be a twist at least on it being Nicole. It wouldn't be just if it was straight up. Oh, Nicole took it while he was asleep. Like I would be pissed. <laughs> yeah, because it's because Nicole either working with the Marxes or working with them teachers. Yeah, I mean, she said she went to Cleveland though, so. But who knows? Maybe them they, they used to work at Cleveland. I don't know. I have to go back and read the bio, but but also, are these real people? These are real teachers, right? Are they? I don't know. Oh, um, I can't never tell because, like Ricardo Muti, you know he real, so it's like yeah. you don't know who real and who not. But the teachers are real. You're not gonna be like, can we disparage <laughs> your name in this book? Please. I think I think maybe the rule is the people that he name drops, like Hillary Hahn, like, oh, I was watching a video of Hillary Hahn, like people like that mm-hmm. are real. But the people that he actually goes in depth on and creates as a character are not. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Um and then the last thing I will say, I think something is gonna have to do with that case. Because right before in the very last chapter before we get to before the very yeah. last chapter in this part 
apparently the Marxists specify that they want the case, the original case, the alligator skin one from Pop Pop to be appraised. So they want something to do with that case. I feel like it's going to be something to do with it. And also I'm trying to find these papers that he's been trying to find. He's been trying to find like there's an envelope or like a yellow folder or something like that that has that said like to pop pop it whatever his leon yeah it said leon marks it was a susp- yeah she was like those are pop pop's papers <clears throat> oh now it's Loki giving a rush because who else would have i mean i suppose it could be any of the aunts and uncles are withholding that but also like he'd been corresponding with her specifically that would just piss me off because it's gonna no, feed it's- into his little it's just gonna feed us to his little narrative. Yeah, exactly. About black that, would, that would piss me off. That, that would piss, piss me, me off bad. Like real bad. So this whole podcast probably feeding narrative. <laughs> right. See, I'm gonna see what I said about black go- women. Negative, negative, negative. <laughs> next book gonna be about two bitter ass podcast hosts. <laughs> right. Who don't know good literature. Right. And and, and they do a podcast because they got double chins and they too fat to do a yeah. video show. They can't do a video show because the, the, the grease is going to be dripping off their necks. <laughs> and, and and I had a fake nail addiction so I had to give up my career as a concert violinist. And, yeah, you, and couldn't, you, you couldn't play bass no way because the grease dripping down your bass. Right, no, I couldn't get my base close enough to me because my gut was in the way. <laughs> yeah, don't let him find out because <laughs> that's that's the next book, the podcast conspiracy. <laughs> two big imagine? old, two big old grease balls got on and started a podcast because their hands were so oily they couldn't play no more. <laughs> right. And then, oh. oh, don't don't put the mic too close to their mouth. They might eat it. We're going to see. Yeah, we will. Now, I kind of want to go back and read about Rochelle. The only person I will be happy with... The only person I will be happy with um, it being at this point is... Also, did you see the you see the little line? He was like, everybody can get it. What he wrote about Pilar? What did he say? Talking about like she probably bought chats in with my violin right now. You saw that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yikes! Wait, yeah. I wrote yikes a couple times. So it could have been. I was like, what? Yeah, where he said that? Let me find. <laughs> I think it's in the theft chapter. Let me see. Yeah, because he definitely yeah was on his everybody can get it. Yeah, he was like <laughs> You found it? No. I'm Uh-oh. just laughing at other stuff I have. Maybe I. Oh yeah, here it go. It's on page two two forty nine. It says, 
um, they were talking about how the the FBI don't want him on TV, and he said, "Well, they ain't got shit done." He said, "Pilar Jimenez is probably partying every night, playing merengue, playing merengue on Mava Island with her family." <laughs> like what? Oh my god! So you think <laughs> she stole the violins and she could play merengue on it? <laughs> oh gosh! Okay, Raekwon. Rayquise was crazy, bro. Rayquise, I'm like, you done wrote a lot of crazy stuff in this book, but that's my top three. Rayquise had me laid out, bro. Like I I cackled. I put my head back. I was like, he can't be serious. (laughs) He's not. That's the thing. He's not serious. (laughs) Rayquise. Oh, Ray Quiz. Like, just reading that, like, getting in, like, in the heat, like, if it's one thing you know how to do is drop a bomb on you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just reading this dialogue, and Ray Quiz or whatever your name is. That is not, that was the last thing I was expecting. Uh, Ray Quiz, please. I felt comedy would be better for him. Mystery, oh, mystery ain't would, it. Would kill. I'm telling you, like, record-breaking numbers. Rayquees. Oh. Wow. I'm so disappointed. It's incredible. Yeah, maybe it was the twins. Who knows? It could be the twins. It could be Aiden. I'm, I would be so pissed. Like, I just don't know who it could be, and I really don't feel like we missed a bunch of clues, but especially between the both of between us. Between both of us, right? Because like, if it was like a like a mystery novel, like like type of who done it type of thing, where like there are clues around the way along the way that might clue you in. Like if it was that, I feel like between both of us, we really would have caught more stuff than this. So I really don't think it's that, and I have no idea how this is gonna. Like I still at this point have no freaking clue. I will only be satisfied with a really good twist. And I don't, I'm not confident in that. I'm really not at all. There's not enough pages left. And there hasn't been any evidence that that it will be the case. Yeah. Like, that's just not in our skill set. So. I've been shown everything to the contrary. So. (laughs) Like. I'm so disappointed. I am. I'm and you know so we're getting to smaller tidbits, you know, because I think is this this next thing is even smaller because this was six chapters that we had to do, and one of the chapters was a, wasn't but one page, I think. He ran um, out of steam. And then next week we're doing yeah chapters twenty seven, eight, nine, thirty, and thirty one. Yeah, so five chapters. Week. I know I ain't missed something because I'm actually reading every word because we got to talk about it. Yeah, but I want to be clear. I probably wouldn't have made it past the first chapter. Wait, what was the first chapter? Maybe nah, maybe the first part. I wouldn't. Yeah, the first part. I wouldn't made it. I w- I don't think I would have made it through the second part. The first part. Well, the first part was good. It was like, yeah, I can't believe. It. Okay, yeah. So I made through the second part. Yeah, the second part. Once we got to the boy and yeah, the, the wedding and the, no this way. isn't a rap concert and yeah, I feel like. Cause I I remember being about fifty pages in. It was like I don't want to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah. I might go ahead and, and finish it this week. I feel like, like this coming week. Who reading along with us for real? Should we just finish it? 
Well, I mean, I'm just saying for me, but I know that you. I'm gonna go read what I gotta read. Not me reading the last page right now. Let me close this. <laughs> Like, I'm actually trying not to do my classic Delaney thing of of um of getting spoilers ahead of time. So I bet you what he gonna he gonna win the Tchaikovsky violin competition, ain't he? That'd be so corny to me. You don't think he should win? No. Would, but would that make sense? Because the protagonist, I feel like he in a competition. I mean, it would be a twist if he didn't. But I feel like with the when it's a protagonist like this, especially when like. They, he's done so much to make it like you know people want to put obstacles in their way and he put a lot in Raekwon's way and so I feel like yeah, something I, like this yeah, you want your protagonist to win I guess and I feel like that, like the way he offset it so much that if he didn't win it would be kind of like like I don't I don't think I would be disappointed but I just think of how the book has been structured so far, it seems like it's in the cards for him to win. Because he, they set it up as an all odds against Raekwon type of situation. Yeah. So I feel like he going he gonna come out on top. You win the first, you you win the Tchaikovsky violin competition. Your first go year in is insane. Right. While you had your six months relationship on your arm and and your violin, you're not even playing on your violin. You also twenty two. Like you just started. I mean, yeah, prodigy, but nah. Come on, be serious. It's a whole lot of prodigies in there. Yeah, it's like nothing but. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I mean, do we have the ability? I I feel like we don't have enough pages for him to lose. But you know what? You know what? I take it back. I want him to win, so it will save us the seventy pages of him calling himself a stupid n word. For losing, I I rather I hope he wins. I hope he only even got to play. They look at him and be like, "Yup, you the winner." It will save. It will save the self loathing and the weird self loathing. Yeah, because at this point, the only reason why I feel like I want to finish it this week is because, like, at this point, I just I'm racking my brain. I do not know how it's gonna end. Like, what is going to happen? I I can't. Like, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honest. That I have no idea. And I'm the type of person, I want to know what's happened before I see or read or whatever. But I'm trying not to do that for this. But at the same time, like, it's not even really suspense that's like, ooh, what's going to happen? It's suspense as in, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's what the, like, yeah, it's, it's not even suspense. It's confusion. That's what it is. I'm... <clears throat> I look forward to seeing the end, like what, how this book ends. And I hope, I hope that, I like, I just hope it's not incredibly anticlimactic. You know, like I'm not expecting a fireworks ending, but I just hope that it's not something that's like, really, that's it, you know? Yeah. I mean, but I'm also like not holding my breath because I just, how good could it be? Let me, listen, I ain't trying to do too much, but how good could it be if we spent most of the book not talking about the premise of the book? I'm not really expecting it to be good, but I just mean like, I don't think it's going to be anticlimactic because I feel like, I feel like what we've seen so far is a tendency to overdo it. Yeah. 
So I I feel like would you rather it be like over the top like this is crazy or would you rather it be like underwhelming? I'd rather be crazy. I rather I want the twins. Let me tell you what I want. I want the twins to swoop <laughs> in and be like we all our life Raekwon, 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 Raekwon. We never got no spotlight. We not nothing. So we took it so we could get some attention. And all y'all do is I don't care about this violin. Raekwon never sent us money. Sent mama money. You ain't sent us money. So we took your violin. And we sent it back to Italy. You got to go find it. Find out in part two. That's what I want. <laughs> and we going to do part two next summer? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather it be over the top too. I'd rather, okay, now it's a zombie thriller. Grandma Nora came back from the dead with Pop Pop. And <laughs> right, I me. Mean, what's that dude Stradivari? He came and, and now, all oh, right. And now he got to He got to break the neck off the violin and put a wood stake through Grandma Nora's heart. And that's hard because she's the only person that truly loved him. And now it's an internal conflict. That's like I feel like both of those things are incredibly likely. And yeah, and would fit in honestly with so, what we've done. Well, we will see. All right, y'all. Let us know your thoughts. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props for this room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? This week, I'm talking about Clarence Hines. Uh, Clarence is a trombonist, a composer, an arranger, and an educator with a diverse musical background. He's performed uh, throughout the Americas and Europe, and he has written a variety of works for small and large ensembles. He's been included... Um, and groups or sorry he's he has performed um with a bunch of, of very famous people including bobby caldwell johnny mathis josh groban the temptations the oj's um rochester philharmonic as well as the jackson symphony orchestra and many many more his compositions and arrangements are performed by professional and collegiate ensembles around the country um he's had recent works premiered at the lincoln center um, the World Association of Bands and Ensembles Conference in Spain, the Strings Music Festival in Colorado. Um, he's also had he's also had compositions and arrangements published by UNC Jazz Press and Really Good Music, um, and they're distributed globally uh, by a number of publishers, including Sheet Music Plus and J.W. Pepper. He also serves as the director of the School of Music at the University of North Florida. Um, he's on the faculty of the Eastman Summer Jazz Studies and um, and the Tritone Fantasy Jazz Camp. And he's currently on the faculty of the Birch Creek Music Performance Center. Uh, so shout out to Clarence being Black and Excellence. Period. My piece of the week is a gone. I said right. it would be. That piece <laughs> is so freaking sexy. I forgot about it. Wow. That piece is sick, but think you know how Katie get down. Yup, we reveal. And him and Grandma Nora teamed up oh. to. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that piece is freaking sexy. It is so good. I didn't think Ravel had. There is some Ravel ish moments in it. Like it sounded like Ravel, but I don't know. Right. Okay. Uh, the real thing. Uh, Ray was drunk and he left it in the bathroom at the bar. <laughs> I'll be pissed. <laughs> he took he had to go to the bathroom. There ain't no toilet paper in there, so he took out the case. 
and then left it. And then and he and used the velvet lining <laughs> to wipe his booty. And then he was wearing white Converse, but he ain't went to Converse to get dirty. Oh yeah, so the he, Converse. But his he already said it, it was different size. The oh, I forgot about the Converse. But, but also, I mean, that could be anybody's shoes, honestly. Uh, yeah, you could just go buy some because they also said like it was untraceable because they're freaking Converse, like you know. So he could have just went. I mean, I don't want to bring up situation, but uh, there was a lot of evidence pointing to OJ Simpson, and he was really harping on that glove not fitting, but. That could have been on purpose too. Or you know what'd be crazy? Ray Quan is the one that Please. lost the violin or whatever. Cause he he didn't think he could win the competition and You think wait, lost it like got rid of it or just like genuinely lost it? Either or either or. No, got rid of it, sorry. Like he got rid of the violin because whatever. That's not plausible because of how distraught he is, but and also the fact that he is going forward with the competition. But, but no, but he thought that like because he lost his violin, he would be out of it, and then his teacher was like, "No, nah, you should do it." That's what I mean. Or oh, I see. Or instead of him trying to get out of the competition, maybe he was just trying to get everybody off of his body. You know, like. The insurance is going to pay out in a couple years because it's a delayed payout. If the violin is gone, ain't nothing for the Marxists to sue him for. Like, they're going to sue, they're trying to sue him for the settlement money. They're so, they added that on too. So maybe he's just going to wait for all that, for the settlement to pay out. Mm-hmm. His family is primary beneficiaries. Everybody thinks he lost the violin. Meanwhile, he still got it. Frack because he contacted the twins and the twins got an underneath. Okay, you and these twins. <laughs> what you have with the twins? Because they they just disappeared. <laughs> and I bet you everybody like who are the twins. He has See? siblings. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile he the he still got the violin. He contacted Aiden and was like, "Yo, hold this for me. I'm trying to get a grip." See. But only thing I want to make sense is all his like anecdotes about like how distraught he is for losing his violin. But it's not in the first person. The book is not in the first person. That is true. So it's not like we're in his head. Like we're we're in his head as the narrator is like telling us. But like it's not like he's in his head lying to us. You know. That is true. So it could be that. I feel like maybe low key. What if it's like a master plan? Him and Janice, right? Nah, maybe not. Maybe not Rochelle, but maybe maybe him and Janice. Maybe not Janice because oh, because she took out that second mortgage. Yeah, why would she go through all that? Yeah, so maybe not her. But you never know. That's a lot. That's a big commitment. But if you you finna get you a little. A little something, you might as well do whatever you got to do to do what you got to do. Yeah, that's true. And you and make it look like you've not, especially because yeah, because you take that money out, but if you don't use the money, you could just put it back. You could put it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
give Ray evil. He steals everybody's money that he done raised for the thing and dips off to Timbuktu so he could play his so violin with Nicole. Father God. Well, we'll see y'all. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Class Who Like Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Class Who Like Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or intermittent suggestion, Send to class who like podcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM. It's free. ISBlackMusicians.com at ISBlackMusicians on social media. Um, we'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.